Hey, party people. Hey, okay, so um, am I on? I You're got, on. You need some I more levels. Little, a little more monitor. Oh, actually, here, let me crank those up a little okay. bit. How's that? Do you like That's that? That's better, yeah. Okay, before we start, I want to play this for you because we just talked about it with Jeff. Okay. Uh, this thing from John Mulaney. Uh, it's, a, it's a bit from, it's, it's one of my favorite stand-up routines ever. Uh, and it's six minutes long, and if you have heard it before, then it's okay because you, you love it because I don't know anybody who doesn't like this routine. If you haven't, <laughs> Then it's, you're, you're, you're going to laugh your ass off. Prepare so. to be amazed. So here you go. This is John Mulaney, the Salt and Pepper Diner. I want to tell you one story. Uh, this, this was the best meal I've ever had in my life, all right? This happened when I was 11 years old in Chicago, Illinois, where I grew up. And it took place at a little uh, restaurant called the Salt and Pepper Diner, which was a family restaurant in the city. Yes, yes, you know the Salt and Pepper Diner? It's a wonderful family restaurant in, in Chicago, which means that it caters mainly to teenagers and homeless schizophrenics. <laughs> now, I go into this place one day uh, when I'm 11 with my best friend, John. And I should say that his name is also John. I'm not calling myself my own best friend. <laughs> it's a separate human being. We walk into the Salt and Pepper Diner one day, and they had a jukebox there, all right? And the jukebox was three plays for a dollar. So we put in seven dollars and selected 21 plays of Tom Jones's What's New Pussycat. And then we ordered and waited. Here's the thing about when What's New Pussycat plays over and over and over and over and over again. The second time it plays, your immediate thought is not, hey, someone's playing What's New Pussycat again. It's, hey, What's New Pussycat is a lot longer than I first thought. <laughs> and it has like a dip in the middle. You know how some songs have a dip, like, like Guns N' Roses, November Rain? You're like, hey, November Rain's over. No, it's not. <laughs> There's more. The third time it plays, you're thinking, maybe someone's playing What's New Pussycat again. The fourth time it plays, you're thinking, whoa. Someone just played What's New Pussycat four times. Or at least, someone played it twice, and it's a really long song. So, the fifth time is the kicker. Now, we're watching the entire diner at this point. Most people have gotten wind as to what's going on. And we're staring at this one guy, and he's sitting in his booth, and his like, hand is shaking while his stupid kids jump around, and like he's been onto us since the beginning. <laughs> And he's staring at his coffee cup like this, and he has this look on his face like, aw, like he just got his 30-day chip from anger management. <laughs> and he's staring like this, and the fourth play fades out. It's dead quiet. And then, I don't know if you know this, but the song begins very subtly. What's new pussycat? And the guy goes, God damn it! And pounds on the table, and silverware flies everywhere, and it was fantastic. But a word about my friend John, and what a genius he was. Because when we were first up at the jukebox, and we were punching in the What's New Pussycats, right? 
I'd punched in about seven. And then John says to me, hey, 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 wait. Before we drop in another What's New Pussycat, let's put in one It's Not Unusual. (laughs) And that is when the afternoon went from good to great. After seven What's New Pussycats in a row. Suddenly, it's not unusual. And the sigh of relief has swept through the diner. People were ecstatic. It was like the liberation of France. You know, for years, scientists have wondered, can you make grown men and women weep tears of joy by playing Tom Jones's It's Not Unusual? And the answer is yes, you can. As long as it is preceded by seven What's New Pussycats. And on the other hand, when we went back. Holy shit. It's not unusual, fades out. It's dead quiet. What's new, pussycat? People went fucking insane. No one could handle it. No one could handle it. And they were surrounded by this, like, seemingly indifferent staff, you know, that was just like, yep, same shit as always. My only wish is that one of the schizophrenics had stood up and been like, now you know. Now you know what it's like to live in my brain. They unplugged the jukebox after 11 plays. And that was the best meal I've ever had. Thank you very much, San Francisco. This was great. Thank you. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. Just the the storytelling, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. it's it's classic stand-up. The way you you sprinkle in a little more detail. Yep. Yep. And and go on. But I mean, that was you could really just study how he told that story because all the parts are there. And just keeps building and building and building. Mm-hmm. And he does a little, you know. I think you you, you nail it when those little details about about the song you know, but you don't, you know, when yeah. they're highlighted, they they hit you in, in that way. And oh, sure, he sure. Knows, he, he's practicing. That... He knows exactly when to sprinkle those in, and the timing is perfect on it. Everyone's been, you know, yeah. just the shared shared experience from the diner and mm-hmm. the different elements of the diner yeah. and and everything. So it's real good. Yeah, funny, funny stuff. John Mulaney is good, really funny. Yeah, I don't know him very much, if at all, so I'll have to look into it. You've seen him. I'm sure you've seen him before. John Boy. He looks vaguely familiar, but... Okay. So you just completed your 24 hours of yes. gaming? Yes! For... Well, I mean, I didn't just complete it. Came straight here. Uh, it was, um, yeah, yesterday started at 9.30 in the morning, uh, ended at 8.30 in the morning today because we went back an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was very interesting because... Like, what, <laughs> the other two guys are there. Alan and uh, Damien were uh, were still playing. 
it was done. <laughs> 24 hours. I, I stopped. I was like, all right, done. And they were still playing whatever they were, Tom Clancy shit. And I was just like, all right, done. <laughs> uh, you um, know, I, I checked in on your live stream probably five or six times throughout the day just to see what you were playing. You know, I was really hoping there'd be a selfie cam and you'd be able to, you'd be talking and stuff. I PlayStation cam or anything. Okay. So. Right. I mean, and. No, I understand you. I just think the live stream would have been more. You would have, might have had more people sticking around. Maybe next time, if you had, you know, if you were talking. I mean, granted, you'd have to. You wouldn't be able to really take comments, right? You'd have to be really set up for that. Yeah, and there were there were two other people in the room too. I didn't want to yeah. do a. <laughs> when talking, you know. It was when I woke up in the morning. I hopped on, and you were playing Transformers, yeah. and it was during a time where you're just running into every motherfucking thing around you're just optimus prime and like i think you might be sleeping and just driving in circles <laughs> but was, then you transformed yeah, so i think i was trying to figure out where to go at that point <laughs> anyway that was I, I was glad i have i had like multiple games throughout the whole night if you look at my stream they're all there uh, i played destiny a lot mostly because um damien wanted to get one to level up and i was helping him level, okay. level up destiny a lot um, but I played I played the Witness, which I've you know, had before. It's a puzzle game. I didn't play that that much. I played uh, Journey, which was I, Journey, um, beautiful, beautiful game, uh, beautiful experience. Really, only about two two and a half hour game, but um, was really really impressed by it and really uh, got a yeah sort of enchanted by it, it the, the gameplay was was very very beautiful and it, it's this thing where um you start out basically there's no instructions really you just sort of you follow along and you, and you slowly sort of figure out what you're supposed to do but you start out being this slow guy moving on on sand and you slowly but surely gain more abilities to like fly around and 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 have like all these things anyway the the great thing about journey was it was very very pretty very and not just pretty in terms of visuals although you know direct it was very directed very well um but also had this thing where you were rewarded for exploration but you weren't penalized for not exploring so and that, that's a hard balance mm-hmm. to reach in, in a game and then once you got some of these abilities you also in between the periods when you when you went into like the new sections, you also had some time to kind of play. Like you had sort of playgrounds in between to to play with them and just sort of to to, to experience that that those new skills and stuff. Okay. Uh, it was that I flipped on it. Flipped it on once. I'm not sure if this is the game you're describing or not, but you're like you look like a princess and you're kind of wandering through like an Arctic wasteland. Like yes, yes. Uh, it starts out in the desert, and you you see a thing in the distance, and you know that you have to climb towards that, in you know this this uh, mountain. Uh, but yeah, that that was journey. Okay, and then you like got up to this obelisk, and I don't know what happened, and then you started wandering through the <laughs> wasteland again. Yeah, um, that's near the end of the game. But it's not—it's not a very long game. But it's just—it's a very beautifully done experience, and, the, and it's very artful and all the other stuff. So, so you said when time was up, you were like, "Done, I'm out of here." I mean, was it like draining? <laughs> were you like sick of playing games like at any point, or was there enough variety to keep things fresh? Well, so you know, let's see. I was 
I got I got definitely sick of, of playing like first person shooters by the end uh, of the night. I wasn't I wouldn't say I was sick of playing games. There was we were all in. We we knew we were going to do it, and we really felt great for most of the time. Mm-hmm. It started to really hit around hour sixteen. That's when uh, my mood was feeling it. It, it was <laughs> it was like oh boy, wow, it's, you know. Um, you know, hour 18, right? So there's, there's six more hours to go. And I was like, ooh, okay. <laughs> got to keep going. I got a second wind, but yeah, I had to like mm-hmm. power through that period. Uh, coffee helps that. And um, uh, for in my case, Adderall helps that. <laughs> it's interesting because Adderall helps you focus. doesn't really help you wake up so much. Coffee helps you wake up and doesn't help you focus so much. But you combine the both of them and mm-hmm. there you go. Uh, so... Yeah, I wouldn't say that I was ever necessarily sick of games, but I, that was because I brought a lot of other. I brought a lot of games. I have a PlayStation Plus subscription, so every every month there are free games that, that you can download okay. and save. And as long as you keep your PlayStation Plus, you keep those games. And okay. I, have, I there was a bunch of that that I never played, still that I never played, but I had them available. And so I was like, all right, well, that was a Transformers one was one of those, okay. and that was that was great because it was like. Oh wow! This is like you know, if I was an eight, it wasn't. A, it's not a great game. It's a it's a fun, decent game. But mm-hmm. it, if I was an eight year old when I loved Transformers and that game was out, it would have been my favorite game, my favorite fucking game ever. I'm sure of it. Okay, just because you were like it was like you were playing the that old generation one, uh, cartoon. Okay, it, along with all you know, m- most of the voice acting uh, and. Uh, and the silly, non-comprehensible plots, and the the weird, <laughs> dumb personality quirks that they gave them. So yeah, there's all these. Yeah, the one part I saw you you opened a cl- an audio clue or something, and it was Starscream talking about yeah. carrying the power core, and he was saying it was like a, a lackey's job or something. Mm-hmm. And... So yeah, that was that was very it, that was a good one to end with because I felt like. I was enjoying myself at the end, which is important, I think. But I, yeah, I got got through it. Really happy to get through it. Really happy we raised uh, all together. I raised three hundred seventy five dollars. Thank you to everybody who donated. Going to send out a thank you uh, message probably tomorrow. <laughs> uh, uh, to get together, especially because of Alan, Alan didn't got over a thousand dollars. So we okay. total got fifteen hundred dollars for for Children's Hospital of cool. Pittsburgh. So thank you so much to everybody who donated. And um, I think you can still donate if you if you would like to. I'm not going to force it on anybody, right. but um, it was it was a good. I mean, yeah, I we could probably do a 12 hour gaming session easy, mm-hmm. but doing 24 hours it did, it did take a lot out of you. And the one thing that this did is it also meant that none of us could really bail. You know how that if you right. like you get together you do a gaming session, well, someone's going to bail early and. You know, someone's going to stay and, and stick around while everybody else goes right. to bed. But no one could bail, so we just we we stuck with it. And you got you get the sort of solidarity near the end, and you're all working together, even though we're all playing different games or stuff. It's just no, we're we're here to do this, right? I could probably, well, no, except for the load times. If you could play Skyrim without the loads, <laughs> I could do 24 hours of Skyrim. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> if you had it on a PC, yeah, uh, well, you know, with a good. Um, just with a, yeah, these any decent PC with an SSD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm so I almost wonder if there's some kind of like non-optimization in there because it's it's not on the DVD. It's I downloaded it. 
Mm-hmm. And the load times are still so long. It's well. I mean, I've played Skyrim for like five hundred hours, so <laughs> right. I, I definitely can play for twenty. But I, but at the same time, I I don't want to play any game in in, the, in that kind of situation. If I were just to play Skyrim mm-hmm. for twenty four hours, I would get around hour sixteen or something. <laughs> you would just be like, you were fucking sick of it. Yeah. So I mean, there was so the I did about. I would say total about an hour or 15 minutes of resting in between if you take out then also like bathroom breaks uh, and then for about 30 minutes the game was cooking uh brisket that, that was in the sous vide machine for 24 <laughs> hours. I think I think we, we uh I think we did we accomplished the goal. I think that <laughs> at 8:30 I was I was done. I was didn't want to like do any more. I didn't think I needed to make up for that time. I think that would that was an excusable amount of right because because we were still like i mean we went right back to it and kept playing the whole time and he, the, all those videos is probably yes this is probably at least 22 hours of video on my site you can just see me play all those <laughs> playstation games i don't know why you'd want to uh <laughs> yeah like i said when i first logged in i thought i'd see greg's face there you'd have yeah. a headset on and you get that all these because I, I was really looking forward to tuning in at hour twenty three and seeing how droopy his eyes were. <laughs> no selfie cam, so it wasn't going to happen. I also played the Pac Man Two Championship Edition, which is really in- that was really fun because I didn't expect much out of it. Um, but they take the time honored kind of gameplay of Pac Man running around in a maze and gobbling up dots. And they change the rules slightly and some of the mechanics slightly so that it feels like a new game, but it also feels like you're, you're still playing Pac-Man. So okay. really well done uh, take on you know on making Pac-Man into a, 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 a fun game again. It doesn't, just, it doesn't right. feel just like nostalgia. So that was good. A uh, puzzle game called Ether 1 for about an hour and a half or so. And... The Witness and uh, Destiny and anyway, if you, you look at my tweets, you can see all the games that I played. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that that was that was fun, and it was an adventure, and it was tiring. <laughs> I bet. I, well, I woke up. You know, I was done, and I was like, "All right, well, I think I'm. Uh, I think I think I can just pack up and and." And I guess I'll just go home. And I got up and, and sort of immediately said, oh, okay, no, I'm not going home. <laughs> Take a nap. I, I took a shower, then a nap. Yeah. And then I uh, then packed up, then drove home, then took another long nap. So that's why I'm you know ready for the show today. Sure. I've, I've got to... Yeah, I saw you tweeting at one thirty or so today, I think. Yeah. And like, yeah. Wow, I figured you would... That, that was after some nap. Be in radio silence for like six, ten hours. But... <laughs> I think... It, I, I guess I could have just, you know, gone straight to sleep and just mm-hmm. slept through everything, but I think it was good that I didn't because then I wouldn't be able to sleep tonight. I think just doing doing the <coughs> little bits and naps yeah. and stuff. Probably a good plan. Yeah. So, Sitting, you know, down in the couch seems like it'd be comfortable, but after 12, 13 hours, it's be like, okay. Oh, well, yeah, what, three weeks ago I spent the whole weekend on the couch, yeah. yeah. Gets pain in the ass. Yeah. Keep that leg elevated, keeping the ice on the knee, and realizing how uncomfortable that old-ass couch is. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I was happy to do it, and uh, I'm not saying that we're definitely going to do it next year, but I, would be, gotcha. I wouldn't be uh, opposed to it. You got me thinking, like, what would it be like a 24-hour craft beer radio? That'd be, probably be harder. 
a lot harder than playing yeah, games. Yeah, because you have to... But it wouldn't be... So, Have you, uh, you probably aren't aware, but um, Twit, Lily Laporte and those guys, they on New Year's, they do 24 hours of New Year's where they ring in the New Year's on everything. But it's like a whole variety show. Right, right. right yeah. yeah, so if, like, if we ever tried something like that, I think it would be like a variety show. We'd have to bring in people as guests. We'd have to have you know musical yeah. interruptions. I, mean, I, 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 was think, like, I was thinking one segment Jimmy Carter could... is never not funny, you know, thons every, every year, and that's... Mm-hmm. Uh, the same sort of thing, but yeah, yeah, it's a comedy show. He brings in guests and and they, yeah, that's a that's a lot of segments to fill. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of segments to fill. I don't know if we have enough like beer friends to <laughs> to do that. And also, <laughs> I was thinking all kinds of like I was thinking of all kinds of super silly things. Like you know, we do an hour or all we say is fucker motherfucker, like in the the wire scene. <laughs> Try to tell the story. Fuck motherfucker. Fuck exactly. Fuck. The fuck, yeah. fucking a. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we could do that for five minutes, but probably not an hour. No, no, I don't know how that can sustain itself for an hour. Even, even. Uh, but it would come back around. The wire it couldn't just... come back around. Yeah, but that, even that, you know, hits diminishing returns. Uh, yeah, I don't know about twenty four hours of crappy radio, <laughs> but twenty four hours of something. You know, even if it's not gaming, I mean, gaming was sort of in my wheelhouse. But I'm, mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm not like I don't feel like I'm going to be playing games for a couple of days. I'm just not not touching uh, the PlayStation for, for mm-hmm. at least a couple of days, just to be like, no, clean break. I don't want to because uh, I, I it's it's not that I don't, again not like I don't like video games or that I wouldn't enjoy myself if I played them, you know, tonight or tomorrow or whatever. But it's that I probably would get burned out. Right. If I, you yeah, know. just get refreshed yeah. for sure. Makes so, sense. Want to get on to the main show? Uh, well, we, there's lots of stuff to talk about. There is lots of stuff to talk about. I just didn't know what your no, mood I'm, was like. No, right I'm, I'm happy to talk. Yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, the election is coming up. That's the big thing in, in, in today's election. And, and it's, it's almost, I don't know, to me, it's almost unbelievable that it's, I can't believe that it's almost yeah, over. It's finally. I mean, it's like, it just seems like it's part of life anymore. And,. The realization that it's only two days away, it's like, no, that's not true. That's a lie. It's kind of how my gut's telling me. So, I, I don't know if you saw my tweets regarding, mm-hmm. my tweet regarding the election, but I think, I, did. You know, I think that my tweet kind of, you know, sums it up. There, 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 I had a couple on, on Nate Silver's model, which um, I'm not, like, trying to, to rag Nate Silver. I mean, he he knows what he's doing. But at the same time, a lot of other... So, here's the thing. Everyone is looking at Nate Silver's model... Because he's, you know, he's he's the big guy. But there are a bunch of other places that are doing models, and none of them look like Nate Silver's. You look at the, the New York Times has, do, has a aggregator of, of aggregators. Okay. And I'll show you what... Uh, yeah, so, like, what's Nate Silver's models saying that the other ones aren't? I didn't have time to go look at all that. Okay, so if you look at the New York Times aggregator, uh, right now that's a total collective with all the aggregators, 84 uh, Hillary... And you look at the um, what the other aggregators are saying. So New York Times is eighty four, five thirty eight says sixty five percent. In the case of the HuffPost uh, ninety eight, uh, politics pr- predict wise uh, eighty nine, uh, PEC, which is I think one of the standards, like absolute <coughs> best ones, uh, greater than ninety nine percent. Daily Coast eighty seven percent. The Cook uh, and uh, PGR, PR are just lean. That's all they'd say. And uh, 
the uh, Center for Politics just as a Senate, and that's likely down. But, it, but th- all of these guys are essentially... PredictWise also puts betting markets into it, but all these guys are giving it between you know, in, in the 80 to 90 range, and mm-hmm. uh, the 538 model is ridiculously swingy. If you take a look at the way... Um, let's see here. There's graphs here. You see how swingy his model is yeah. compared yeah. to... Sam Wang's model, and Sam Wang doesn't get a lot of credit, but he he did just as well as Nate Silver the last two sessions, and his model this is his this is the way his model has has swung over the course of the entire season, and you see how according to Sam Wang, this is one of the most uh, steady and stable elections in, in modern okay. history sure. because it's basically always been a Hillary Clinton win, right. Uh, and just sort of tending around sort of a mean of about uh, 300 and around 320 electoral votes or so. Okay. And um, and, and the Nate Silver model is just, just gone crazy. Uh, and there's people who are there's people who are attacking Nate for not being in for, for for giving only sixty five percent because they feel like oh that's uh they feel like that's like Nate is is trying to purposely antagonize him I don't think that's true okay. uh, I I think that he but I do know that he has things that he puts into his model that other people don't and it it's happened look I I know everybody you know trusts Nate Silver and I don't think you you shouldn't trust Nate Silver but at the same time if his model is he's not the only person doing this it's not mm-hmm. like in 2008 or something when he was the only person who had any visibility who was doing this kind of stuff other people know these know how to do this type of analysis other people are doing this type of analysis and they're not getting nearly the same kind of swingy model that he is so either there's something systemically wrong with every other um with every other aggregator which is possible or nate's model is wonky mm-hmm so we'll we'll, right. we'll see what what it comes out. I think, and I said in, in in the other tweet that either one of two things is going to happen: either it's going to be the most surprising uh, election and, and strangest election in uh, in American history, or the most obvious election in American history. How, how did how did we get this close to the edge? <laughs> That's the question I keep asking myself. I, I I keep reminding myself that it's it's a lot easier to think you're you're in the edge when you're immersed in the situation. Yeah. That's another. I, I was trying to figure out. I had two two tweets that I wanted to reply to yours with. The the one you just talked about the the, the most interest or the the most normal expected thing or the strangest thing, but I didn't want them to be too political, and I I did, couldn't craft them into the right thing but one was you know how did we get to the situation so close to the edge but then the uh, the immediate one that i typed out second was with the clarity of time what are historians going to say about this moment you know that's the thing that will be hindsight is always 2020 so we'll see we'll we'll see what the it's not just hindsight i mean you need to 100 years you know yeah yeah there's gonna be well the thing is history always you know History in general gets the broad strokes of what's happening, but they miss the little details. Mm-hmm. That, that's and, and it's also going to be painted with all the 
interim history. Yes. What, right. What, what happened? Know, if democracy falls apart because of Trump, then, you know. Or let's be honest, you know, let's just for, for the sake of, of everyone, or falls apart because of Hillary Clinton, or falls apart because of some other or, aspect, you know. Or it's the same as every other day and nothing yeah. happens. Yeah. I, I tend to think that th- there's definitely signs of things changing in the political landscape. We have the. The GOP, in terms of the, the conservative movement, is really at a crossroads because they, what they've been preaching for years, no longer is the the Republican Party. Uh, I don't think the Republican Party can ever get back to that Mitt Romney esque thing in any decent mm-hmm. amount of time because right because right, now they have to cater to this other part, which is very very different. That was the other thought I had. I was debating whether I wanted to tweet about when I talked about the clarity of historians was maybe history will prove that the GOP just turned into a doomsday cult. <laughs> and they just want to burn, burn everything. So I think, you know, this probably won't go out before the election happens, but I definitely am, like, in, in the 95% confidence range, that, you know, Hillary Clinton's going to win. So I'm not, I'm not too spooked mm-hmm. or anything. Um I would be I'd be very very surprised if Trump wins. I've been surprised at the lack of crazy news. I mean, Trump's been staying on prompter. I guess I guess that's they cool. they have taken away his Twitter. His campaign has finally taken oh, away they? his Twitter. Yeah, that's been in the news recently. And and Obama went off on that today. He said if you have to take away a man's Twitter, you can't give him nuclear codes. They took away his Twitter for they took away Obama's Twitter for five years. Well, but I mean, presidency, like, but. You could you could give Obama a Twitter line and not worry about it, mm-hmm. right? Right. <laughs> now, I know what you're saying, but you know, a little bit of irony because when he was elected president, you know, he lost his Twitter for five years. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it'd be very strange to have a Donald Trump presidency because forgetting the the policy stuff, which I don't even know how he. he be able to enact most of his policy but the, the way he would act towards like other countries and other people if if they praised him he would be he would laud them if they said one bad thing about him they would say they're the worst and they're failing because that's his that's his shtick yeah and uh, lots of people buy onto that and um but i i think that uh that's it's just it's just not going over as well as he would have hoped and you know, I was thinking about this last week, and I kind of think if I had to distill down why he's running for president, why he's doing this, if I had to distill it, simplify it and distill it down, is he just wants to be the most famous person on earth. Yeah, well, he's accomplished that goal. Yeah. Um, there's, I can't think of a person more famous than he is. Yeah, if Michael Jordan was still playing, he'd probably be neck and neck. <laughs> you can't go anywhere without, uh, probably in the world... That has any access to... He might not be the most recognizable person. I, don't, I mean... I mean, like, go to far-flung countries with a picture of him. You know, he might not be as recognizable as Michael Jordan even is still. Maybe. The name would be recognizable. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it's a interesting, very interesting cycle. Interesting, you know, that ancient Chinese curse might you live in interesting times. These are definitely interesting times. Uh, the the thing I was thinking about was okay. Let's say Trump wins. What's you know? What's the worst that would happen for me? And let's say you and me. Not much, being that we are American citizens and we're white. 
Right. Uh, but some of our friends may have some hard times. Some of the people we work with may have some particularly hard times. And and uh, I wouldn't be too secure on our jobs, um, particularly mine, because mine involves travel, including people traveling around the U.S. because of business and coming into the U.S. And mm-hmm. a Trump presidency would hurt travel, I imagine. People coming into the U.S. It, I think if Trump wins, it might like. Uh, I'm trying to figure out the words I want to use, but like, you know, Allie's old enough that she's paying some attention to this stuff, right? And you know, she knows that Trump hates brown people and Trump doesn't like women, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. And if he wins, it would just like blow her mind. Like she couldn't comprehend. How someone who you know is as mean as he is. Yeah, the thing is though, you got to get. At some point, <laughs> Democrats have, have have been on a winning streak presidency wise for the, for <clears throat> for eight years. That that's going to mm-hmm. end uh, at some point. And yeah, at some point, the thing you don't want to happen, you know, things things go don't go your way, and you got to. Yeah, I understand what it that should have been easy for Republicans to pick a candidate to take the presidency. Yeah, it should have been so easy. Shouldn't they had they had their pick ready? I mean, Marco Rubio was kind of tailored for for that position. He he was you know young looking. He had kind of he had the Latina edge and uh, yeah, the RNC lost control of the party. Yep. Or well, yeah, the, I meant the the metaphorical party, but they also lost control of the literal party. Yeah, and. Um, and Trump came in and just destabilized everything by appealing to people that were not GOP people, but appealing mm-hmm. to a certain, you know, a certain section of the population who, yeah, I mean, are in hard times. But at the same time, one of the reasons why they're in hard times, well, there's a couple of reasons, but one of the reasons is they're in areas that are not, for most of these people, they're in areas that are, you know, they're in the climate in general in the U.S. areas mm-hmm. are, are, are in higher Thing. And they're also experiencing stuff, which I I would argue, though you know, this can be argued, uh, some conservative economics has led to some of their situations. And the other thing is that they definitely experience, because a lot of, almost all of the support is white, definitely have experienced the fact that white people in general are losing, a priv- are losing some of their right. more privileged status. And they're angry about that. Uh, and I, I, you know, so I have no sympathy for that aspect, which is definitely an aspect. I do have sympathy for the other two aspects. Yeah, I, I know some people where I would call them otherwise rational human beings, but mm-hmm. they have this, uh, they have this bias where they um, expect that, you know, thing they should always have their top seat, you know, front row seat, right? As opposed to, you know. Having minorities or immigrants or well people working on visas, you know, so yeah. foreigners uh-huh. working in the country on visas and things like that. And this is new. I mean, you know, yeah. you go back, go back to any any time really, and there's always been. Uh, oh sure, sure. The immigrants are, are doing bad things, and you know, we talked about it with the beer history guys. Mm-hmm. The, the some of prohibition had uh, had immigration. Okay, immigrant, yeah. About yeah, I mean that—that's an ongoing thing. So maybe it's probably nothing new. Um, you know, I—you know—I could see. I'm, I'm in a. I'm. So I. 
am a privileged white male. But I also Did have cisgendered white male. Cisgendered. Oh, that—that's what. That's, so that's not transgender. Oh, so, trans- so oh, right. The okay. the application is just like there is a translunar trajectory and there's a cislunar trajectory. Okay. So it's, it's all right. So yeah, they come from the same Latin. But I'm also doing fairly well, right? I have a comfortable, I have a solid job, comfortable finances are in order. So you know, I can't. I, I don't have any of those pressures where I feel that, you know, the brown people are taking my jobs. Right, right. In fact, well, I mean, you also work with brown people. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, I, but I don't have that pressure, right? So, you know, if it was in a different circumstance, maybe, you know, I could appreciate a little bit of protectionism. But, you know, I'm, uh, you know, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm well enough off that, you know, I, I, I can... You know, I think fairness is the way to go. You know, and you know, that's what. I'm yeah, to... we we are privileged to be able to think that fairness should be the way to go for mm-hmm. sure. But everyone who lives in this country is privileged to an extent because they're mm-hmm. a very rich sure. country with a you know a lot of uh, right. a lot of re- natural resources and a lot of space, uh, and uh, a, a very really. I mean, when you think about it historically, an, an excellent government and uh, and tradition of of freedom. Uh, historically speaking. Right. With, with some certain dips. I mean, let's, let's be honest. It's <laughs> yeah, no, not no, perfect. No, no, not perfect. not perfect. All right. So, yeah, we can go on. I saw an article today. Uh, I saw two articles, science articles. One was about the JPL's first computers, which were humans. Yeah, the, the, computers, the, the, the women. women. Yeah. Yeah, so that was really interesting. Just even... Even just the terminology, you know, where they were computers, they right. were computing trajectories and ballistics and mass and fuel ex- expenditure and things like that, which is really fascinating. And then the other one was a uh, Tabby Star, right? The oh yeah, the the one where they think you know the, the star is doing like three things that we've never seen a star do before. Right. It's the way it's dimming and there's and whatnot. They're trying to come up with plausible things that would describe this without getting too crazy mm-hmm. like something that may describe this is there may be a alien superstructure around yeah. the star right <laughs> but there, the thing is they're having a hard time coming up with natural because this is doing it, it seems to be a unique star out there it's doing something that we haven't seen other stars do uh it's it's dimming slowly but surely uh since the last hundred years right it's, it's been yeah so it's been what the guy guy one of the guys so uh yeah, that was first before Kepler. Guy was comparing photographic plates, yeah. and the star had dimmed almost twenty percent, right? In from eighteen ninety to nineteen ninety three, and some people were saying that you know instruments were different. You know, mm-hmm. these all weren't from the same telescope. But you should be able to register baselines on the surrounding stars and prove that they're not changing. Why is this one star dimming? Right? right? You that should be a pretty good way to mm-hmm. compare those plates. So then Kepler, some scientists took this research Kepler and were like, well, let's see if we can see this over a shorter period. And yeah, Ke- sure it, it dimmed yeah, like yeah. 14% over three years Yeah, uh, that Kepler was looking at it. Unfortunately, Kepler is no longer looking at stars. They're looking for exoplanets and, or is it? No, that's what Kepler always exoplan- did. Oh. Kepler looks but, at stars. But Kepler, K2, I, 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 is K2 to... looking for Kuiper Belt stuff then? 
I forget. It, it might be, yeah, because I don't think because it, it ran out of its uh, cooling. Oh, or something. That's it, it. it ran out of something to, or or, or its or its ability to keep Spitzer is when it ran out of cooling. Right, Spitzer. Yeah, Spitzer was the like, ran out of cooling because it was and it needed that because it was infrared. But um, I think Kepler is gyros. Lo- Okay. Went, went dead, so they can't keep their position as I well. See. So it's doing K2, Kepler 2, and I th- it might be looking for Kuiper Belt objects, yeah. stuff around our solar yeah. system now. Or, or it could be propellant also, and uh, you know, that, that's bound to happen too. Right. Uh, there's, um, yeah, so clearly something interesting is happening with this star. Uh, like we talked about with the simulation argument, <laughs> jumping to ridiculous stuff without any evidence is the kind of thing that. Mm. There's something that is very likely uh, a natural event that we just haven't seen before, so we don't understand it, and it would be great to to understand it. So definitely up for keeping up the observations and seeing what we can figure out. Speaking of simulation, you're giving me all this, like reminding me of all Mm -hmm. these things. There was a Star Talk where they talked about simulation, Uh and they had Brian Green. uh, Brian Green was like the recorded interview. Okay. And then um, some guy working at like MIT, he's like, study of consciousness lab or something uh was the 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 science guy that was on the show and then there was the comedian the um not not the main guy but the irish lady comedian that was on there occasionally but um it was pretty good and and i'm not really prepared to talk about but really great joke and that was they were talking about how quantum mechanics isn't intuitive to us you know how things can pass through they apparently pass through things Mm -hmm. and stuff like that you know tunnel and they're Really great joke where, you know, evolution selected for the ones with an intuitive centering of general relativity and the ones that had the intuitive understanding of quantum mechanics got eaten by bears because they thought the bear would run right through them. You know, <laughs> kind of joke like that, right? You know, where, you know, he's yeah. never had an intuitive. Thing. Yeah. But it was a really funny joke. Now, I, I would say that humans just don't have a, a, an intuitive understanding of of relativity or quantum mechanics because it's new. Humans well, sure, do not Newtonian, have a, they have a, They yeah. have an understanding of Newtonian the humans physics. didn't have an understanding of a, 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 an intuitive understanding of Newtonian physics when Newtonian physics first came out. Well, they kind of they no throw, no sure. people people were there. There was lots of people who were. Okay. Uh, but what I'm talking about is saying that it was. They, I mean, the, the idea of, of force, use, instantaneous force at a, at a distance without. Well, I'm not effect. talking about that. I'm talking about you can throw a rock and hit a bird. You know that kind of thing. Well, yeah, but you can do that with. I mean. Okay, so that reminds me of, of some some question that I saw. I didn't answer this, but I did. I did like the answer. Where somebody said, "Why is it that uh, quantum mechanics uh, only works on the small regime, and classical mechanics works on the big regime?" And the answer was, "No, quantum mechanics works on the small and the big regime. It's just that on the large regimes, quantum mechanics and and classical mechanics give the same answers." <laughs> on the small quantum mechanics, there's much different answers than classical right. mechanics. So it, it's just you know, it, it's it's not about um, the the that that it overturns everything we know. It's about the understanding of the mechanisms behind those things. So you could still throw a rock before Newtonian mechanics. And Newtonian mechanics never said that throwing a rock wasn't effective. Newtonian mechanics just said there was this other force that the same thing that that held you to the ground was keeping the, the was keep the planets around. Well, sure. Other things. Uh, okay, I was talking about the the observational effects, and sure, they weren't doing the analytical science and putting a theory together, but you know, they knew how to work in the world of Newtonian mechanics. Right, you jump off a cliff that's too high, you're going to get 
you're gonna die. You know that kind of thing. I mean, it, it's and you don't. We don't. And humans, you know, don't have any kind of intuitive feel. They, they said, you know, if we were at like ten to the minus eleventh meters, you know, we would have an intuitive feel at of quantum mechanics because that's what we would be able to observe and you know would have evolved to intuit that stuff. And one of the, one of my favorite uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson quotes was that he was asked what what would happen if we were the size of insects. But, you know, still as smart as we were. And he said, we may not have discovered gravity because the mm-hmm. electrostatic forces would be so right. powerful. That's interesting, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's there's lots of interesting aspects. They had it. some really, I mean, the talk about the whole simulation thing, was, there was some really interesting stuff there. You know, they were talking about, um, can a simulation be as complex as the universe of simulations running in? No. Right, I and mean, that's kind of what they arrived at. But I was, and I was thinking that straight off the bat. But think about if we were in a simulation. You know, again, we don't know; we can't see outside the simulation, so it, it's kind of just a fun thought experiment. At this point, but you know, remember uh, that uh, Michael Keaton movie where they did the photocopies and they got dumber and dumber and dumber. Multiplicity. Multiplicity. Yeah, yeah. That's it. You know, so you know, a universe that might be fifty simulations inside of simulations you know you got stick figures on a white background you know that kind of thing so you know think about that like if we're in a simulation and and well again it's in effect any game like that is a simulation if you want to you know get to that point so yeah that's a good point absolutely skyrim's a simulation Mm -hmm. simulating a medieval world right and uh it has rules has a physics it has you know things and one thing you notice is when bugs happen they tend to they tend to not like just make something stronger they also you know have it clip through things and other weird shit happens so. right yeah so it was a fun a fun uh talk to listen to and whatnot you know and they got you know they, they you know they kind of talked about you know like the, the trying to get out of the simulation like you really can't they talked about the looking for the glitches and things like that <sighs> What did they say about that, though? I'm sure there's an interesting point there. Uh, overall, it was like, we've talked about this. You know, we talked mm-hmm. about the Elon Musk thing. And then I'm like, oh, I'm going to download that podcast and give that one a listen because I just wanted to see if they had anything new and interesting. And uh, and, and you don't always have to listen to something for, for it to be new and interesting. Just having a different sure. perspective on it. Well, that's what I was hoping for. Yeah. I was looking for new perspectives. Yeah. And there's some good things. I'm probably going to actually listen to it again just to, you know, make sure it's cemented in there mm-hmm. because it, it's... It's fascinating philosophy stuff, yeah. you know. Yeah, and sometimes, like I, I listen to and watch videos on things I know about because sometimes I want to see if somebody's teaching it better. You know, has a better, mm-hmm. more elegant concept, or if I'd be could be like, no, I, I have a better concept than that, mm-hmm. <laughs> or you know, whatever. So yeah. I, I always like, so I, I do watch people teaching even basic math stuff because I want to see. Sometimes you'll find something like, wow, I never really looked at it that way, and that, that's a great way to look at things. Mm-hmm. Or to teach things or whatever. I want to look into since I watched since I've been watching Westworld, that whole conversation they had about the bicameral mind and hearing voices and mm-hmm. inner yeah. monologue yeah. and stuff. Actually, I want to follow up on some of that stuff. You know, not the real history yeah, and the, research. I'm of only that up stuff. to episode three. Oh, okay, but so that, maybe that, the next bicameral episode. Bicameral mind was, was presented in. in okay, that. I, I, I knew the theory before that, that, yeah. that they heard. Some kind of, early humans heard the subconscious as God, and that's why all the the literature has people talking to God. I think that's a little. 
I don't know for sure. I mean, no one can know for sure, but I think that that's probably just the poetry of the time and, mm-hmm. and the culture of the time, right? As opposed to actually people hearing. But who knows? Maybe maybe that it did happen. Yeah, and yeah. So I, I've been wanting to research, you know, inner voice and and things like that, and just kind of see what the literature has to say about it. I mean, when you get deep into that consciousness rabbit hole, you'll yeah. find I think that there's no. There's no floor. It, it's it's just a it, it's a like string theory. It's a landscape that's too big to imagine. Mm-hmm. Too many possibilities. Too many people arguing about possibilities. Too many people. Too many people certain of one thing in a sea of ten to the ten to the ten to the ten to the ten possible possibilities. Right. They are certain about it that everyone else agree, disagrees with them on this little specific thing, this little specific thing. I have my own idea about consciousness. I have no idea whether it's true or not. And I don't necessarily assert that it's true. Uh, but we've talked about it before and you know we can mm-hmm. go into that, but I think you don't you're you're not looking at me like we should. Yeah. I wanna drink some beer sometime yeah. tonight. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well let's drink but some beer. Good then. talk. Good talk. All right.